You and I haven't talked this much about search and search evolving in like a decade. Right. It's bananas what's happening right now. It's going to be a seismic shift. It is crazy. Before we get back to today's show, here's a quick word from HubSpot. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. Like try to remember the name of that guy you just met at a networking event. Was it Ron? Could it be Don or John or Sean? Yeah, that kind of impossible. HubSpot's new service hub can help. Well, with the service solution part at least, it brings service and success together on one powerful platform for the first time ever. With an AI-powered help desk and an AI chatbot that handles frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps reps anticipate customer needs and a full 360 view of every customer. So your go-to-market team can keep up on the pulse of accounts before trying to upsell or cross-sell. Also, you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. And you know what that means? Better service and happier customers at every stage of the journey. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. episode of Marketing Against the Grain, your show for marketing-minded people everywhere. I'm your co-host, Kip Bodner, joined as always by my friend and co-host, Kieran Flanagan. And Kieran, pull up the chair, grab some popcorn, because we are talking about search today. The world of search is changing dramatically. It used to be this boring thing, and now it's like there's news every day. I just want to like kind of sit, chomp on some popcorn, and watch it all go down. Right. Used to be uh, there was no real news because, hey, Google owns search, and that's all there is to The only news was Google released this update. Right. Google released an update, killed your website. This sucks. I got to go do something about it. Complain about it. Go and ask other SEO people what the hell is going on. But why isn't that the case anymore? What's happening? Like, give us the real, real. We have two big things we want to talk about today. All right. So my update is, oh, let's kind of rewind to some of the other things that we've talked about in the show in relation to AI and search. So why do we think that AI is disruptive to Google? Well, one of the big reasons I think it's disruptive to Google is because you can build yourself a much more personalized search engine that is suited to your taste. And actually, you can have a multitude of different search engines. I don't think you need one de facto search engine. I can have a search engine for podcasts. So there's this app that I use, Podcast Notes. And what they do is they send you a newsletter with all of the top things that were covered in your podcast. You go to, you subscribe, you add in your podcast, and then it sends you a text form like highlight reel of what was covered in your podcast. Well, imagine in the future, I can just go to AI, I can click all of the podcasts that I want to listen to, and I can have a chat bot that answers any of the questions I have based upon things that were covered in those podcasts. So there was a really great example of this from a guy called Riley Tomesk, who built one for a podcast that you and I love, which is the Huberman Lab podcast. Love. Go, Dr. Huberman. We love your show. And it blew up. Like He actually uh, reached out to me on Twitter because I think he wants to figure out how do I keep iterating on this. And so he's built, I think it's called... I don't know what it's called. You can go find it. We'll include uh, a link in the show notes. You you can actually go find it. We'll link it in the description. And so what does it do, right? He is basically sucked in all of the data from the Huberman Lab podcast. And now I have a chatbot and I can say like, how do I get better sleep? How do I build better muscle mass? All these different things. And it gives me back information from a chatbot that's being taught on these subjects from the Huberman Lab's content. And I think that is incredible. Like super 
super relevant to how disruptive this is going to be for search in the future. Did you use that bot? Yeah, it's sick. Yeah. I mean, it's still early, but like one of the things that has happened in search, first of all, is that audio and video search has never been that great. And our ability to use AI to make audio video search way better is going to be huge. Second, Google has promised this like personalization of search. And it turns out we don't need search to be personalized. We need different types of search engines for different things that we're trying to do. And that is a big thing everybody here needs to understand is that search is going to fragment dramatically. And AI is the technology catalyst to enable that fragmentation. And Kieran, I want to talk to you about another tweet that builds on this that I think is going to blow everybody's mind. And it was on Twitter, I was reading, one of the engineers from OpenAI, which runs GPT-3 and GPT Chat, the organization behind a lot of the core AI investments, they have an embedding feature, which is how you add new information into the AI model for chat, for searching, for all those things. And he did some back of napkin math. And with the new embedding costs, Kieran, how much do you think it would take to embed the entire internet into <laughs> GPT chat? How much? I'm going to go a billion. Yeah, you, you would think it'd be like billions of dollars, right? $50 million to embed the entire... $50 million to get the internet. To get the internet into an, an AI chat. $50 million. Like this is what technology does though. We thought Google was insurmountable. We thought Google was going to be here for the next 200 years. And now technology changes and you're like, wait, wait, I got to have an AI bot version of Google for the entire internet for $50 million. For $50 million. Okay. If you're a That's VC company, bananas. you want to float Kip and I $50 million. <laughs> we will go build this. Yeah. Yes. Seriously. We yeah, will build this. Because what is the service we would build? What well, the service I would build is basically a customizable subscription service to a multitude of different search experiences. And so if I go in and I say, well, these are the places that I truly trust to get my travel information. These are the places that I truly trust to get my information about how to be a better business builder. Mm -hmm. These are the places that I truly trust about how to be more healthy. I can just like filter out all of the other stuff, right? I can just filter out all of the noise. But you don't even need to pick those, dude. We can take all the consumption habits you already have and ladder them through and build a baseline of trusted sites. And then you have like a Chrome extension or something that you can keep adding trusted sources to. This is to say, you and I haven't talked this much about search and search evolving in like a decade. Right. It's bananas what's happening right now. It's going to be a seismic shift. It is crazy. There's a couple of things I haven't got my head around, which is you still need publishers to publish that information for the chatbots yes. to learn from. Yes. Maybe in the future you don't when they have enough information. But again, there's this really you know, well-understood, uneasy relationship between Google and publishers. Yes. You let us scrape your content and we may or may not give you traffic and we can wrap ads around and all of this stuff and send you traffic. In a chat world, that relationship does not exist. There's not a clear motivation for why I would still publish content because I get no credit for that helping to train your model. And so that's the only thing I have not wrapped my head around how that will work in the future. And the other thing is, I do wonder, is this going to be a good or bad thing where when I use Google, I'm probably going to see things I had not expected to see, like maybe get myself yeah. outside of my preconceived worldview. Whereas you see what's happening online is like people are becoming more tribal and trying to just like yes. surround themselves with things that just reinforce how they see the world. And if I'm allowed to pick and choose my sources, well, I can really just like live in my little bubble. For everybody watching, again, hit subscribe on the YouTube channel. We'd love to have you as a subscriber. 
So there's a concept on the web called a filter bubble, which is what you're talking about, Karen, where when you can filter information, you create a different bubble, a subset of the world that you live in. And the stuff that's outside of that bubble, you kind of don't really have any context for, right? And I think what's hard is how do we use AI and how do we use modern technology to get better answers without putting ourselves completely in a filter bubble, right? right? Because we still need to learn and experience and discover new things. Discovery is just as important as search. Right. And what happened, to make it clear for everybody, for a long time, Google was search and then social apps like Facebook, like Insta, like TikTok, were our discovery mechanisms. Those things are coming together in a world of AI. And I don't have my head wrapped around yet as to what's going to happen. I can tell you, if you are a marketing-minded person out there and you are trying to grow your company or your brand, Wow, how you do that through search is going to change dramatically over the next five years. Right. Last thing on this subject. So Google have said they have AI things in the works. And you know why they've been so slow, Kip, is because they think they're more susceptible to bad press if things go wrong because they're a larger company. Boy, is that a stupid what reason a stupid to wait. reason. Like, this is why big companies stagnate. But wrapped in this is the lesson of like, if you care too much about what external people think, your success will always be hampered. doesn't matter if you're an individual, if you're a brand, what have you. That's what happened. I know Google has amazing AI tech. You would know it. And the fact that they are so slow to roll that out is mind-blowing to me. And that this is the reason. It's almost like there should be a shareholder action against this. Like (laughs) This is like actually irresponsible of them because their long-term business model is at risk in the technology changes that are happening here. I have tons of faith in Google. They might adopt all of this and it might be a moot point, but this is the first real like existential crisis for them that I can remember in the last decade, at least. Especially when OpenAI's main investor is Microsoft. You would think that would cause some sense of urgency. Yes, I think we're seeing an interesting game of perception and chess being played in the search realm of things. But for people watching today, holy cow, is search changing in a dramatic way. And we're going to be coming back to you anytime there's major updates. Kieran and I got our popcorn. We're watching what's happening really, really closely. We'll be coming back to you with these quick shows to kind of give you the deep dive. And we'll be back real soon again on Marketing Against the Grain. <laughs>